0: Girlfriends! Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Girlfriends Guide to Homeschooling with Angela Nyako. I am excited and turned up for another interview. It's been a year and a half since the last interview. And now we're about to start into our season four. I can't believe girlfriends guide the homeschooling has been going on for so long. And um, you all have been the catalyst behind GG2H, is what I call it. Continuing on. When I take a break each time, I take a little hiatus, and then more girlfriends join the Facebook page and join the Instagram page. And I'm like, what? we're on a hiatus and girlfriends are still joining okay so that encourages me to move forward again and so each year uh anniversary a little hiatus come and then more girlfriends come and so oh so here we are we're back in season four and i have today with me leila blue i hope i did it right i feel like i did it wrong (laughs) did i say it right leila
1: yes leila
0: Leela, Leela, Leela Blue. Leela Blue is with us today and I want to tell you all about her in just a little bit. This is one of the girlfriends on Facebook who I found and she had just been commenting, commenting, commenting on posts and I thought, yes, I want to um, get started again and I want to interview Leela. So let me tell you a little bit about this platform, and then we're going to jump into our interview. So as I mentioned, I am Angela fafali N'Yako. If you look at all past videos, you are here Angela Jordan Perry. Well, I've had a legal name change uh, about a year or so ago, um, went back to my roots, went back to uh, my homeland in Ghana, and so as Leela and I was just talking about, and um, I took back my name, my surname of my my ancestral name which is Yako. Okay. Long story of how that unfolded, but it's all divine spiritual universe movement. I, I can't even explain how it all unfolded, but it unfolded. So I am a homeschool mom of 23 years as of this recording to eight children of four of whom have graduated from homeschool all the way through homeschool. And four, I am still homeschooling. They are ages 16, 14, 14, and soon to be 12. All right, so now I make my home in Ghana, Africa. This is where I am doing this recording. And um, I'm so happy to be here. I just returned back from the States uh, on some business and family business. And so here I am in Ghana. My purpose-driven life is to make a positive impact on thousands of homeschoolers worldwide, okay? That is my purpose-driven life. And I do that first by serving my community in South Carolina, where I give families legal status to home educate their children in South Carolina. And now I'm here in Ghana, and I'm still making things happen um, in my, with connections on, on social media, and hopefully some exciting things coming up in, here on the continent in different countries. Homeschoolers find each other, and homeschoolers need help. And so we find each other, and we can connect. And make community. So, more things are coming in regards to GG2H here in Africa. So, very excited about that. So, but today's interview, who jump starts us off into season four, is Leela Blue. So, Leela, are you ready to make it happen? Yes, yes. Hey, girlfriends, hey. So, let me tell you a little bit about Leela, okay? All right, Lila, there we go. Lila, I'm going to read your your bio to all the girlfriends. So Mama Blue's Village is the passion project of Lila Blue. Lila has been working in education for over 20 years, starting as a lead teacher at an early childhood level. After four great years there, she moved on to teaching school-aged children both in co-teaching classrooms and pull-out specialist classes while living in Washington, D.C. Upon moving to North Carolina and having children of her own, Mama Blue decided to home educate them instead, and it's something she's done for eight wonderful years. Leela is a certified North Carolina early care and education professional, and and a North Carolina school-age professional. She has also been certified as an in-home Montessori guide by the Prepared Montessorian. Recently, she became an IMC, Certified Early Childhood Assistant Montessori guide, having completed her program of study just last fall of 2022, at the Center for Guided Montessori Studies. Mama Blue is committed to establishing practices and programs that will encourage the intellectual and emotional well being of every student she meets. Through Leela's passion for home education, she has offered families of color a realistic look into life as a homeschooler. She has assisted several families with planning and starting their homeschool journeys. Mama Blue comes alongside families to provide them with personal attention and coaching as they pursue a successful homeschooling experience. With continuous guidance and follow-up, Mama Blue helps families understand that homeschooling is a viable alternative that may be chosen with ease, confidence, and success. So Mama Blue, Leela, (laughs) I've told the girlfriends a little bit about you. If there's more to share, please do. And then tell us, how did you actually get started? What made you start home educating your children once you got into North Carolina?
1: Hey, girlfriends. So, I'm first of all, I just want everyone to know that I'm so excited to finally be talking to Angela. You know, we always have those moments where we have to try to find our tribe and find our people and our just where our fit is in the homeschooling world. So, when I found Girlfriends Guide, I was like, oh my gosh, I love her. I don't know who this (laughs) is, but this is so my thing. You know, the affirmations and all the encouragement because I really feel like, you know, we mother our children, but The mothers need to be mothered too. So sometimes we need to get in there and find our people. So that was really, really, really encouraging when I found your page. Um, So our homeschooling journey um, started about, so now it's been about eight years when we only had two children um, because now all some time has passed and we now have seven children. But initially when we first moved to North Carolina, in 2010 our now 15 year old son was 3 and we moved here about a year and a half after his type 1 diabetes diagnosis um so that came with a lot of questions about are we going to put him in school um you know are the schools equipped are there nurses there was just a lot happening we were in a new place it was a new diagnosis um, So, you know, all the questions were, what do we do? I never thought that I would homeschool, but I, once we moved here, I started to kind of dig deeper into what this homeschooling looked like in North Carolina. How would that work? You know, how would that go? And people used to tell me all the time, it should have been easy for you. You were an educator. It was not an easy decision um, because I then had to deal with all of those. Can I do this? These are my children. You know, that comes with a whole different set of expectations and Mm -hmm. fears and nervousness. Um, So the children went to school. He entered kindergarten here in North Carolina. Our daughter at the time was in third grade. They were in school in North Carolina for about two years before we decided to bring them home. It was initially because of Christopher, there was no nurse available in the school full time. Mm. So we initially brought them home for that reason. Um, but after we got them home, I started to see the um, just how much they grew, how much their bond became closer. And then we of course started to have more children. And as we started to add to our family and our family started to grow, I knew that I wanted our children to experience the closeness that the first two children had experienced just being home in that time. Okay. So that, that, and of course, us being able to have a completely vested interest in the intentional way we teach them is what has kept them home. So the older two of the seven have been to school, but the younger five have never, they've never been to school.
0: Okay, and what is Outside the Outside of our home. Outside of your home. Okay, what yeah. are the, what's the age range? Your oldest is 15?
1: No, he's not our oldest. So our oldest is actually going to be 20 in the, in September. We okay. graduated her. From home school? In 2021, yes. Okay. And she right. is now in her junior, senior year of college. So in the okay. fall, she'll be a second semester junior. Um. And then there's our 15-year-olds. Okay. And then I'll go the opposite way with the younger five. This birthday year, they'll turn four, six, eight, ten, 10, and 12. Okay.
0: Okay. Four, six, eight, 10, and 12. And the 20-year-old and 15-year-old, which is Christopher, right? Christopher yes. is the 15-year-old? All right, so those two, okay, got it. Okay, okay, so those are the two that had the strong bond because they started homeschooling first. Yes. Okay, all right, awesome. So I'm just curious, this is not a normal question, but how did your daughter, I do, this is the follow-up question. Tell us how your first year of homeschooling went and how was that transition for your daughter coming from public school into homeschool now with mom as the teacher? So how was the first year? So
1: she, um, she cried a river. It was a, it was a big transition. Um, And we, of course, allowed her to respectfully voice her opinion, like, tell us what you're worried about. Tell us what you're afraid of. Tell us what your concerns are. And I told her that all of those things didn't have to end. You won't stop making friends. You won't stop being involved in different things. And I asked her, I said, do you trust me? She said, of course, mommy, oh. I trust you. I said, well, give now me a year. How old was she
0: then, Leela? She was, at that time, she was,
1: she was what? She was 12, going to seventh 12? grade. Okay, that's what I thought, that age. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> 12. Uh-huh. Um, and I said, give me a year. And if after this year, you absolutely hate being at home for school, we'll let you go back to school okay well after that year you couldn't pay her to go back to school um she she became our little homeschool advocate you know all of her friends because she still had friends in dance and she had other activities that we had her in while she was in public school she was in girl scouts and she was in dance so none of those things ended but then we showed her we could tell her education to exactly what she wanted, wanted it to be. Um, Christiana is fluent in Korean because she was able to take Korean classes for right. five years on Saturdays. Um, so she was able to experience things that if she were in school for eight hours a day, she would not have been able to experience. Yes. So her love for home education, it just grew um, leaps and bounds. But of course, when it was time for her to go to high school, that was a whole other Thing not for her because she was home and she was fine and she was just like, okay, let's ready. I'm ready. We are ready to do this. But me, I was like, oh, high school. So how do we work this out? Um, so I think that first year of high school was also another transition year for us. But we 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 did it, we worked it out. We worked it out.
0: Wow. So she cried buckets, but Christopher, Bucket. buckets of tears for the transition. Christopher did well, and so. For you, being the home educator background now, I mean, um, uh, public school background as a teacher, how was that for you? Because I hear many of my interviewees have said, I've had this education background and it did not serve me being a mom and a home educator. How was that for you, Leela?
1: It was a really difficult transition. Um, I come from a family of home educators. And I remember probably when we first got started, I called my mother and I was like, I really don't think I can do this. And she's like, what do you mean? You've been teaching children pretty much your whole life. I said, yeah, but it's different because these are my children. So <clears throat> I have these expe- these expectations that I have to figure out how to drop and allow them to become the children and mm-hmm. students that they're going to become. So Um, As their mom, we of course have expectations as their mother, but then it's a different thing when you have to then add expectations for them being your students, because you expect your children to perform a a certain way, you expect your children to learn a different way, but then once you begin to fold back all those layers and you allow them to show you who they really are as a student it's entirely different than who they are sometimes as your children. Um, I learned very early that my children's educational personalities and their child, like my child personalities, they're sometimes different, but being able to watch and learn their learning styles has also enabled us to be able to hone in a lot closer and a lot more intentional on the people that they are becoming. So in the end, it's been an enjoyable experience. It was a lot of trial and error in the beginning, Um, I can tell you, we probably went through about two or three, let's try it this way. No, we need to do it this way. Um, And it was mainly because I had to unlearn all those classroom things. Um, One thing that really helped me was to go back and kind of get in touch with a lot of of the social emotional learning that I did as an educator um, to allow myself to kind of pull back and understand you're not just educating children right now while you've always been intentional about holistically educating like the entire child this really meant I had to educate the whole child because I had to educate them not just as students but as my children as well.
0: Correct. Yes that's huge and that's huge. And I think that's awesome that you were able to recognize that. And um not only that I think that is a a learning tool that all of us have to learn as parents. Because, well, you had that education and you're saying, I had to learn my children as my children and my students. I mean, parents, we have to do that same thing. And we don't give a lot of attention or we don't know to give attention to social and emotional part of their learning, them as the person to give attention to that. That might be a, a, a niche that you can jump into because that's not in the homeschool community to even bring to our attention. Me do, oh, having mm-hmm. homeschooled, you know, for twenty-three years, now I recognize, yeah, I have to um, pay attention to them as a student, of course, and as my child, but watch them emotionally and socially in both ways. How do I do that? Make sure I'm yes. caring for the vote. So it's mm-hmm. um, it's very much, um, yeah, very much a, a a focused effort that has to be made that maybe we're not aware of that we have to to figure that out earlier. I didn't figure that out earlier. I was just focused on the academic side, the teacher part. Yep. Teacher part, teacher part, teacher part, teacher part, teacher part all day. And then later, um, if I wasn't careful, I'd still stay in the teacher mode of this type of thing. But my beginning was a whole mess, but that's neither here nor there. But for you, so your beginning was still a little bit of developing. How do I do this as a, a former teacher and now a parent? So... What take us into what a day looks like in your schooling now, and you've been schooling for eight years, so what does it look like now?
1: <clears throat> um, so now our day pretty much is really relaxed, it's really flexible. Um, I tend to not wake the children up, I try not to wake them up, I allow them to all just kind of get up. They get up in the mornings, some of them kind of go to the things that interest them. I have one daughter, She'll I may find her in the morning. She's crocheting. Another one may be on the computer looking up something. I have a one of our sons is very heavy into NASCAR. So he may be looking at some stats or doing something with his cars. So I kind of just let them wake up and kind of evolve in the morning. And then we have breakfast. Christopher um, does breakfast for the children while I'm preparing what I need to prepare for them outside. And then after that, they either will get dressed or they'll just hang out in their homeschool uniform, which the world considers our pajamas. Pajamas. Um, uh-huh. Or the girls sometimes will put on lounge clothes and then we'll come out into our school space. We um, turned our garage into our learning space. So we have a lot of space now. Um, and it was mainly once I decided that I was gonna do full Montessori with our youngest two children because we of course needed the space. So the older four are able to kind of sit down and get their work started while I sit down and start, um, you know, either giving presentation lessons or watching the uh, the little two, kind of observing what their interests are and if I need to change out materials and do those kinds of things. But we have a pretty relaxed day. I don't do anymore. We used to do a schedule where I was like, okay, from this time to this time, we'll do this subject from this time to this time, we'll do this. But we don't even do that anymore because Two of the children like to start with language arts and reading the other two like to start with math. So we just okay. kind of start our day. As long as at the end of our day which usually is about maybe 4 to 5 hours on a good day. Okay. If at the end of the day everyone has done what everyone has done and they feel like they've worked enough and I can see that they've actually done their work and not just been having sibling conversation we pretty much are done Um, it's not so much forced anymore I learned that once I try to keep them on a schedule and force it I get more pushback so now Um, we just we just kind of do the only we do do a couple subjects that we do together as a group so science we do together as a group which is a lot of project-based learning It's a lot of hands-on learning. So we do that together as a group and our history and geography we do together as a group. Um, And that is only because we are intentional, extremely intentional about what we teach them. Um, And as long as I know that it is coming directly from me and some days when Daddy's home, he can jump in. We holler from the schoolroom to wherever he is, and you know he'll come out and he'll talk with us or he'll sit with us. But we do those two subjects together as a group. Aside from that, they're pretty much free to go into their learning to go into our learning space and just be. <laughs>
0: That's awesome! Awesome. Can you explain to us what uh, for many of us who are not quite clear? I know a little bit about Montessori. So explain Mm -hmm. um, what Montessori looks like for your younger students. And what is that all
1: about? And so so for the younger two, and and even that was different. Um, Learning Montessori at home Mm -hmm. um, was different from how I learned about Montessori as an educator, how I saw Montessori. Because Christiana, she's our oldest child. She started school at two and a half in a Montessori program. So even okay. having Montessori at home is different from how it was done in a public school setting. Okay. But um, Montessori, <clears throat> the method of Montessori learning, is pretty much it's. Um, I guess I can explain for people to better understand it. Is it almost looks like project based learning, but it's not projects per se. There are different lessons across a span of a couple of different areas of learning that the children are hands-on and that's how they learn. Um, So you know, there's practical life places, which if you try to say the equivalent in public school would be like the pretend play area. So in practical okay. life, the children learn, they learn um, buttoning and dress frames. They learn how to um, water plants. Like Jolay is our four year old. She goes and she makes snacks. It's all things that the children are learning. They're learning, but they're also life skills. So a lot of the work that they do is hands-on and it's created that way. Our little Montessori space outside looks like our home. It looks like a little home for them. And Mm -hmm. they freely move around this space themselves. So we present lessons to them. And once they learn the lesson and they have the work, they're able to pull the work and they kind of do the work as as they need to or as they want to. The thing about Montessori is that they stay in one kind of environment for three years before it moves over to a different level. And with that, the work becomes more increasingly difficult. So a lot of the materials in Montessori don't change from age to age, but the work that you do with those materials, it increasingly gets difficult as they're learning. So while I may use just like number rods in the beginning to teach Joelle how to count those same number rods or that same material can be used at the next early elementary level to teach square roots or to teach okay. multiplication or division okay. it's a lot of hands-on learning um our little ones absolutely love it Montessori is so big in our house now that the older ones are like so why can't we do Montessori and I'm like <laughs> okay okay <laughs> <laughs> Which would then mean mommy has to do more schooling herself because of course okay. I then have to learn how to use the materials at their age levels. The, yes. uh uh-huh, uh-huh. yes. I was gonna say so that means
0: that would be more work on you to be able to yes. create that for them. And you and you said the exact thing. Okay, okay, okay. I got it. So um so it works in your in your homeschooling because I've always yes. I, I mean I never connected Montessori with homeschooling. Um, some aspects of it, but not a full-fledged Montessori type of schooling, um, mm-hmm. to be done at home school. So, okay, that's awesome, awesome, awesome. Will yeah. you continue that with them as they get older? Your younger ones, will they go through all of that?
1: I will. So i am I've been thinking about some more school for mommy um, to uh-huh. learn the primary education parts of it. So the early elementary. Um, up to age 12 is where I would have to go next. Okay. Um, and I've been thinking about it. Um, some things I kind of know and I, just from kind of doing some research and taking some just like self um, some self-guided classes for the uh, for the next age group, I'm, I'm able to integrate the materials into the work that they're doing now. So like their math curriculum, if it comes up and it's a skill that I' that I understand and know how to use the materials for, I'll present a lesson to them so that they have that as an added resource to use with their um, curriculum so that they can help to figure out their math work. So we okay. do touch on it a little bit with our older children, but I would definitely have to get mommy some more Montessori training under her belt training. in order for me to be able to, yes, to That's do it for awesome. them the correct way.
0: That's awesome, awesome, awesome. awesome. So um, Leela, if you would take us to... Your most memorable day of homeschooling, and which is so it was such an awesome, memorable day that you say, This is why I homeschool right here. This is why I do it.
1: Wow, Angela, this one. Um, okay, wow, but tell us, I think, I think to date it is. Not the moment. So I'll give you like just a little bit of times, period. It okay. is the time between Christiana's graduation from high school and the first set of college acceptance letters. Um Trying to figure out how to homeschool high school was difficult. And I knew that I could do it because I'm an educator. But did I know that I could do it? I still didn't. We graduated her. She graduated with 30 college credits um, because she was duly enrolled. And I was like, okay, so I we did it. I mean, you know, she's good. And then college acceptance letters started to come in. And I'm like, okay, we really did this. Like, she's being accepted to these colleges. They see that she's, you know, she's competitive. She can get out there with the best of the public school children. Um, And then she was invited to Honors College and received an academic scholarship that she did not apply for. At that moment, I looked I looked at my husband and I said, we can really do this. And that has been more of a driving force behind continuing it, digging deeper into my passion for helping other families, just mm-hmm. making sure that it's realistic for people to understand hey my little brown girl over here just did this mm-hmm. and she did it mm. Mm. so uh. you and your brown children over here can do this can and we're gonna it. do it yeah we're gonna do yes it. i love it um so she without a shadow of a doubt has completely sealed the deal Although the deal, you know, it was already sealed. Uh-huh. They're not going to school, but she has completely sealed the deal. She continues to excel in college. Um, she just continues to, she doesn't, it's not shocking or surprising anymore the things that she has accomplished while she's been in school, but it just continues to remind us and to show us, hey, she did the work, but y'all did the work because y'all yes. homeschooled her. Yes. You know? Yes. So That's the product, right. the product that. of the work the product of the work is what continues to drive me and continues to show me, you know what? This is a thing and we have to continue to make sure that our community knows and understands that this is for us as well.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. it can be done. And you know what? Once you have graduated and figured out the high school thing, which you always figure is a little challenging, and then they go off to college, you're like, man, we can do this all of y'all, everyone, yes. they, everyone is going straight on through. on the, yes. there's, no, there's no reason, you know, if they choose to go to college, but you can definitely get them through their schooling, their high school and all these things without a problem, right? Yes. The first one sets, sets the tone for sure. That's it. I mean, and she usually, did. Usually. And she has. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. So take us, um, Leela, to your hardest day of homeschooling it was so challenging and I like asking this question because it, it just shows uh humanity and that although you know we've been doing it for a number of years that you know it's still not we're not perfect at it and we still have some challenges but take us to your hardest day of homeschooling that it was so bad that you felt like uh I'm done I don't even think I can do this I want to give up take us to that day
1: yeah so you know um I think it's it was all around just learning how to manage, manage the children. So classroom management happens at home. Um, it was just learning how to manage the Uh children. I remember we had a day where the children just weren't feeling it. And I was just like, okay, you know what? We're gonna do this work because we have to do, you know, that was when I was still in the we have to do this, we have to get it done. It has to happen right now it has to happen like this um and i really really had to take a step back and allow myself to be vulnerable enough for the children to show me that no this is not what we are doing this is Uh not why we're home to be educated because it doesn't Uh have to look like this and i think that was one of the days where i really i needed them to educate mommy that day um so that we were able to fully get out of that kind of cycle of schooling at home versus home education. Um, So that was a big day for me where I was just like, you know what? I think the kids are trying to tell me something and I think I need to take a step back and re-evaluate and adjust to what we need to do. And I think that's why your affirmation yesterday resonated so much mm. with me mm-hmm. because I really had to adjust to what was happening. And even mm-hmm. though I felt defeated that in that moment, I then, of course, on the other side of it knew that it was a moment that needed to happen for us to be a better learning space
0: yes 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 that's good that's good and that's good you can identify that and i'm glad to know that affirmation affirmations are
1: everything are they not everything they are i mean go ahead I go I go to your page if I don't do anything else in the morning after I'm up and I get myself together and I've done what I need to do with my <laughs> affirmations I go straight to that page because I'm like let me make sure my mind is right this morning and see what yeah, Angela is talking about for the girlfriends because this yes. girlfriend show needs to see it yes <laughs> I do yeah I, I tell do. you it
0: says girlfriends if you are not familiar with affirmations it's just um a mantra uh, a positive word statements that just sets the tone for how you want to set your mindset what you want to be thinking upon throughout the day reminding yourself this thing because as we think it becomes our reality we we, we think it we believe it, it becomes our reality and sometimes we yes. have to say that thing maybe 10 15 times over and over and over um for it to I say reality, but to manifest what it is that we are believing for. So um if you haven't seen them, go to Girlfriends Guide, um, the page, Facebook page, Girlfriends Guide at Homeschooling Facebook page or the Instagram page and, you know, check out those free, free, free affirmations that you can say, yes. every please check day. them out, girlfriends. <laughs> free, yes. Free, every day. Um so anyway, that's beautiful. And I'm I'm glad to hear that um that realness. Uh, of your story um leela so our next segment we go into right now of this interview is just some questions some quick questions just to pick your brain so they're just quick quick answers okay so um, okay leela what is your favorite quote or mantra that keeps you going in this homeschooling journey
1: oh wow um So, you know, with the social climate of the world, it had the way it has been over the past couple of years, um, I think my favorite quote right now, or the one that I kind of think about all the time when I'm being intentional, especially when it's history time for our children, um, is only a fool would let them educate their children. Um, and I, I think about that all the time because, uh, When I'm teaching truth to our children, I then go back to kind of parallel it to what I was taught when I was in school. Yeah. And it's like my mama must have been a fool to let them people educate me, you know. And not, of course, in the in the literal sense, but when you are in when you do the home educating work that we do, and it's intentional with our brown children. And I always think about that quote. It's always like, now this is the realest thing I've ever had to to kind of keep in mind to kind of keep me moving but it is real it yeah. is really real
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and and that you said so much in that I know these are supposed to be really quick but you said so much in that um but you know the thing is is when you are blinded and you don't know you just don't know and you know no other way that's it until hopefully one day scales fall off or something shakes your attention. You're like, what in the hell have I been doing? What in the world is this? And um, you change, make make that change. So this is why it's so important for girlfriends got to homeschooling um, to be there and places like this. So people can see that, Hey, hey, there's another option so they can make them think there's another option. Um, Yeah, there is. There are other options. So anyway, um, do you plan to homeschool all the way to the end? I think I've asked you that, but let's see you say it again. All, the way to, to the, all the way to the all end. The all the way to the end. All the way to the end. Yep. Um, what is something that, that is unique in your homeschooling or um a tradition in your homeschooling that maybe other families don't do or don't know about? Hmm.
1: Um I don't know. So I think one of the unique things, or a thing that has become a tradition for us, is that we together say affirmations in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, learn. My husband and I had a chance to kind of take a step back and relearn some things about um, the direction we wanted our family to go in spiritually um, before we were ready to introduce it to our children. And that was a kind of a that was kind of a nervous place as well. Um, because you know you always want to make sure that you're teaching um, what truth is and or what your family believes to be truth and we wanted to make sure that we did that for our children Um, so that's one of the big things now is that we have a whole little affirmation pledge that we say in the morning and really cool thing about that is that um, so the baby is just three years old and every morning one of the children wants to lead that pledge (laughs) <laughs> um, And one day she was just was like, I want to do it. And I'm looking at her like, okay, she wants to do it. And she led the entire pledge word for word. She knows it all. Aww. She knew it herself. And this was early in her um third year of life. And I was like, oh my gosh, she knows it. I actually cried. <laughs> I to it touched me so much the kids were like oh my are you okay and um of course I was okay but I had to kind of step away from the children for a moment because in that moment again I felt like this is really this is working this is it and this is where it needs to be because had I not allowed her to do that I never would have knew that she was paying that much attention and she yeah. was being soaked up so much that she knew that entire pledge by herself
0: Wow. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, What is your um, best piece of advice that you have received on this homeschooling journey?
1: It's to always allow myself grace. Mm,
0: yep.
1: Yep. Yep and, I, and, yep. and in return, I give that to every family that I meet, every family that I help plan, all the students that I come in contact with, I always tell their parents, You have to allow yourself grace on this journey because no one's journey is the same. Nobody, even if you have multiple children in your home, those two children's homeschool journeys are not going to be the same. And you have to allow yourself grace or you will get burnt out really, really fast.
0: It's true. It's true, girlfriend. It's true. Um, What is your favorite resource or book that you feel Every
1: girlfriend should have on their bookshelf or in their home. Hmm.
0: Angela,
1: oh my gosh, I have so many. <laughs> um. You know, right now, I I just have to keep going back to being intentional about things. Um. In Amber Johnson, Amber O'Neill's book right now, um, a place to belong. Mm. Hmm it's i is it i get i always get so not just like emotional but so overwhelmed when talking about that book because it is such it's an amazing read of course and she's amazing um it's the I don't know you know the heritage mom yeah she came to Ghana yes. She yes, it's her, oh yes I, I yes, 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 I remember yes, yeah. I remember the picture to you say it. yes, yes. Uh-huh. Her book is amazing. Her book is amazing. Her yes. platform is amazing. And I think that all yes. all moms, even if they're not looking to homeschool um in the style that Amber homeschools her children, I think that uh-huh. that book is amazing for all homeschool parents to read.
0: Mm, okay, okay. you all check that out. It's a place to belong um with Amber O'Neill johnston okay so check out her book Um, yes very awesome lady yeah she came and spent two weeks here in ghana on a ghana culture camp yes 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 yes. i know
1: that energy was probably explosive yeah
0: Mm. it was beautiful it was beautiful um so do you have a favorite resource like an app or online something (laughs) that you can suggest to the girlfriends
1: um A lot of times I kind of point families towards things that, um, you know, can inclusively help them no matter what direction they're trying to go with their homeschooling life. Um, So study.com. I love, we love study.com here. Um, Study.com is interactive. It has games for their lessons. You know, there's reading, it comes with projects. It's, you know, it's just a whole pretty much if you were looking for something that you could kind of say, well, this is new. Let me see if I can kind of open up this one thing and kind of see how I can make this happen. Study.com is an amazing resource, um, amazing resource for that. Um, And then just the whole, you know, the World Wide Web is just like amazing. (laughs) For homeschooling families, you know, there are sometimes when the kids are like, oh, let's try to figure out how we do so and so. And I do not know at all. Trust me, there are so many things that, even as a veteran homeschool mom, which some people do refer to me as, there are still so many things that I don't know. The homeschooling world transforms and it evolves so fast. There's always something new being added. There's some new creation happening, some new resources, sites, all kinds of things. Um, so yeah. I stay on the web researching, you know, the latest homeschool websites or the latest uh-huh. homeschool curriculums or, you know, all those kinds of things. So just um, being resor- resourceful with the web is huge as well.
0: Yes, yes, yes. It's, that's great, great, great resource for sure. Great resource. All right, so Leela, here we are on our last question. Oh my goodness, this is a million-dollar question. Are you
1: ready? All right, I'm ready.
0: Okay, so if you ha- have all your current knowledge, skills, experiences, insights as this veteran homeschooler, if you had all of this, at the beginning and you had an opportunity to do it all over again and start to day one with all this knowledge, what would be the first thing you would change or something that you would implement this time around? Or something you, um, yeah, something you would change, something you would make sure you do or implement this time around?
1: I would make sure that this time around, I allowed the children to become to be who they were from the start. I think we lost a lot of not valuable um, learning time or educational time, but we lost probably a lot of valuable just family and understanding one another and getting to know one another in those first couple of trial and error error years because Uh mommy still had school. We have to do it this way. We need a schedule. It has to look like this. It has to be this whole thing and i think when i started homeschooling um i didn't know about this fun thing now called unschooling you know so (laughs) i think if i knew about this whole fun unschooling thing we definitely would have unschooled um and sometimes i feel like maybe we need a reset so maybe we need to unschool for maybe a couple months or something so that's definitely something Mm -hmm. that i would implement if i had to start all over from day one
0: awesome awesome, awesome. Girlfriends, you are the average sum of the five people you hang out with. And this hour, you've been hanging out with Leela Blue from North Carolina. Yeah. So keep up the momentum, Leela. This was an excellent, 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 informative interview so thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule with your seven children i don't know you're homeschooling are you on break now or light work what are you doing now
1: we're on break um we usually take a break in the summer and we have to take a break now because when big sister is home no one focuses on school because the big sister has them she's baking and like last night after dinner we had this whole origami paper making thing with her so when big Aww. sister's home they are zoned in on big sister they want all of her attention she even if she doesn't admit it wants all of their attention as well yeah. um so we yeah. take a lot of family time in the summer when she's home with us because we know that you know in a few short months we're not even less than a month at this point to yeah. the date we'll have her back on campus august 6th so yeah. um the time becomes short so we definitely definitely do take a break in the summertime.
0: I see. I see. I see. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Leela. Do you have any last words that you would like to share for the girlfriends? Any insights, encouragement, anything that you like to
1: share? Um, sure. First, of all, thank you so much, Angela, for having me. This has been amazing. I couldn't wait to talk to you. I was like so excited to talk to you. And girlfriends, girlfriends, this is only the one thing that I'm going to leave you with that is most important. We've already talked about giving yourself grace. So give yourself grace. And if you're just starting your homeschool journey, or you're trying to figure out if you want to start your homeschool journey, do it. Do it even if you have to do it scared. You can jump out there. There There's so many communities for you to attach to. And if you're watching this, you've attached to a good one. So talk to some of these girlfriends on the platform. Find some other people. um, And just do it. But do it. Start today and do it.
0: Yes, make it happen. Make it happen. Um, Lilo, anything that you have your hands involved in that you would like the girlfriends to know about? And then would you like to share your contact information if anyone would like to reach out to you for insights, guidance, encouragement, and more um, conversation?
1: Um, sure. So I have my hands in so many things. Sometimes my husband's like, what in the world are you doing now? (laughs) Um, (laughs) but my contact information and, um, you can, we can share it on the platform as well. My social media handles on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, it's mama blues village. I also have another Facebook page that is just my name where a lot of information goes. So it's mama blues village. And there's a page that is Lila blue um you know I'm always open and ready to talk to parents um you know a lot of times I think that we get caught in the middle of a um you know kind of a do I make this a business or do I help these people because they're my pa- right. because this is my passion and right. I think that's where I am right now and I keep okay. you know you get that pull from one side yep. to the other but yep. my passion is going to always lie in educating our babies it's going to always lie there. So as much as I can and as often as I can, I try to help families. And the other reason is because I know um, homeschooling is not for the weak at heart. So encouragement is what we all need. So I try to be that person for any families that I can. So reach out to me. Send me a message. You know, we'll jump on the phone. We'll get a, a video message going and we'll we'll make it happen.
0: Absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you, Lila. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So girlfriend, remember, Mm -hmm. remember that to teach a child is to touch a life. And as we homeschool, we don't only teach or touch a life, we shape the future through our efforts of homeschooling. So keep making that positive impact day after day and month after month, year after year of homeschooling, it is going to pay off and it's going to be worth it. Before you know it your child will be graduated just like Lila's oldest Christiana is um it happens in a blink okay it happens yes. in a blink so um keep 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 moving forward and make that decision today and the funny thing is Lila as we say make that decision today we're not trying to sell you anything we're not doing anything we're just telling you hey this is an awesome awesome opportunity and life-changing experience that um, will, will affect the, the rest of our lives as the home educators, but our children's lives and their future and how they show up in the world is going to impact them on a positive note. So with that being Absolutely. said, again, thank you for joining me. Again, this is Girlfriend's Guide to Homeschooling with Angela and yalko um, And thank you. We look forward to seeing you on our next interview. Peace and blessings. Thanks, Leela. Mwah. Thank Bye. You. you know max you know max